Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, just outside of Denver. Welcome, everyone, on the Grace FM radio network. We're glad that you tuned in and join us, whether you're up here in the metro area, 89.7 FM in uh, Denver, all the way up into Cheyenne, Wyoming, and down into Castle Rock, or if you're down in the Springs, hey, shout out to all our friends in Colorado Springs and beyond, 101.7. You're listening live if you're listening on the Grace FM radio network. If you're listening on Hope FM or Truth FM, a shout out to everyone listening on those stations. You're hearing this as a one-week delay program. But all that means is call the show while we're on the air. You'll talk to a live host, and then everyone in Colorado and listening on Grace Enfield will hear it live, and then you'll get to hear it on your station next week. Uh, So you get to be a part of both uh, now and next week. So give us a call, 303-690-3000 is the number. Shout out to our listeners in South Africa. Uh, We see you guys on our live stream, so thanks for joining us. Uh, You can tune in live on our live stream, gracefm.com, or even better, download the free app, and you can take it with you on the go. Uh, Just put in the name uh, in your search engine. I'm going to go and check it out. I'm going to open up uh, my store here and see what happens. When I open up, uh, I'll do it later in the break, but I'm pretty sure um, if you put in Grace FM, all one word, or Grace FM in two words, you should be able to find our free app. You can also put in Ed Taylor, just the name Ed Taylor, and our church app will come up, which is also a place where you can uh, hear Bible studies from Calvary Church. So at any rate, we got a full day ahead of us. Uh, The show is an hour long. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Give me a call, 303-690-3000, or already I've got a text question. Um, Thank you for saving the number. Put these numbers in your phone book, in your contacts, because we also have a dedicated text line, 720-336-0897. And that is uh, only for texting. Uh, You can call it, but it won't do anything. And we don't check the voicemails or anything. Only text messages. And generally, only during the show. Sometimes we'll get an angry text message that says, you're not paying attention to me. It doesn't work. It does for the one hour a day, Monday through Friday, that the show is on. Uh, That's the only time that number is monitored for us here at Grace FM. So use it. Use it for the show. 303 690-3000, 720-336-0897. So here's a text question. It says, please pray for my 17-year-old son 
He's been taught from the Word of God his whole life and has given his life to Jesus, but he is struggling with gender issues, self-loathing, cutting, thoughts of suicide. Um, We're going to pray for him, and it is quite the battle. Um, Your son is caught between the culture and the truth. He's caught between something he can see uh, and something that can't be seen. Uh, The... You know, faith is tangible but intangible at the same time. And, you know, the, the, the essence of the battle here is identity. And your son is not deriving his identity from his faith in Jesus Christ because God defines for us who we are, and it's far greater than we could ever do. You know, the, the identity that we have in Christ is far greater than anything we could ever come up with. But the wrestling with gender issues and then the self-loathing, you know, your son has placed himself in the position of God and has deemed judgment upon himself, the self-loathing. Because it's a, it's, I was talking to someone yesterday, it's a, it's a battle of the mind. And what will your son choose to believe? And where will he place his faith? And notwithstanding any of the issues of his feelings, you know, the, the reality of what he feels and, um, Gender issues come from a place of confusion, and uh, the the narrative in our culture today has placed a alternative choices into our minds as if it was okay. And you know we're not unlike the days of Noah, where this kind of behavior was very common as well. And it it is a it's a it's a place of choice for your son. There is a great book out that I'd encourage you to pick up. It's from a a new friend of ours and a new friend of the ministry here, his name is Christopher Yuan, Y-U-A-N, Y-U-A-N, and I believe it is, um, let me look it up, I think, sorry I should have been prepared, I want to say holy sexuality, but let me, uh, yeah, let's see, let me just get the exact title here, yep, I had it right, it's called Holy Sexuality and the Gospel. And if you're unfamiliar with the ministry of Yuan, Christopher Yuan, he uh, lived the homosexual lifestyle for many, many years. And God opened his eyes to the reality of the sexuality that's been defined in, in Christ. So I'd encourage you to pick that up. Holy Sexuality and the Gospel by Christopher Yuan. And so, Father, I pray for this parent uh, that has great love and care and concern for their son who is in a place of confusion right now and and probably not making it any easier with his self-loathing and the cutting, uh, wanting to express some kind of feeling, some kind of touch of reality, knowing that the gender issues has taken him out of reality and the self-loathing and the cutting as things that he can control that's giving him a taste of reality. And it's just a vicious cycle, God, as you know. You know better than I do. And you know better than this young man does. And so I pray, God, that you would deliver him and empower him, even though he's been taught from the word. I pray that he would surrender his life to you by faith and repentance and submit himself to you, Lord. And be with everyone. I know a lot of parents and grandparents are listening in right now and saying, that's my son, that's my grandson. And I'm just asking you, God, to... Um, deliver him, strengthen him, Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to go to the phone lines in Loveland, Colorado. Line one is Mary. Mary, welcome to the program. Hi. Um, Hi. I'm uh, calling uh, to request prayer for my grandson. Okay. He's at a very low uh, point in his life right now. Um, He's in the military. He has a little girl, a little boy. Um, His girlfriend put him in jail and... um, has restriction order on him, and um, he's having a real hard time uh, financially. And I've been reading on his Facebook about a lot of talk about suicide. And um, I just feel that if we there's more people praying, it would be better for him. I mean, it, it would be better. Yes. Um. I talked to him a lot about about the religion. There's a lot of things that he has a problem with. Uh, but he did say he would go to church with me this week. Um, oh, good. And I hope he does. Uh, he has, like I said, he has problems uh, understanding, which is, you know, that's how people are that don't know too much about our religion. But I pray for him a lot. I put it in God's hands. To yes. That God handle it, and that's what I'm calling about. Is he is he asking for help or willing to get help? Um, he that's a touchy point with him. He he doesn't think there's anything wrong. Um, he. Just really uh, wired up, real, you know. He's real high tempered, and mm. uh, he's pretty calm with me. Good, because I try to, you know, help him and understand him. But uh, like I said, his girlfriend um, put him in jail and uh, charged him with child abuse, so he's not even able to see his other son. So those are hard. It's, okay. it's hard, and he'll be going to Afghanistan um, probably in September for 400 days. And I just want to get some prayer for him. Father, we pray for this young man uh, facing problem after problem and pain after pain. And Lord, you know him inside and out. I pray for his salvation. I know that that's the, the key turning point in a person's life. It's not the solving of all our problems, but it's the key point of surrender uh, that things can be seen clearly, bad behavior can cease, and we'll be able then to start rebuilding the life that the enemy tried to destroy, and I pray that into this young man's life. I pray for his visit to a local church with his grandmother this weekend. That's my hope, that not only would he feel the presence of your spirit among believers, but he would also hear a clear presentation of your love for him, God, that he would listen to his grandma, that he would surrender and give up and stop controlling the situation with his actions and his anger. And at the same time, God, help him sort out what is anger and sinful uh, actions and just real hurt and real pain. That also we surrender to you. You know, we even... Pray for my brother, Lord, who lost a grandchild this week and 
And Lord, we're just limping along, but at the same time running our race with joy. And so I pray for this young man. I pray for Mary, who loves him and wants to serve him well. Use her, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Hey, Mary, I have a great recommendation on the topic of depression. If he's willing, that's why uh, That's why I ask um, about if he's willing to help because there's a lot of great resources. So I guess if when if you if you think he's ready, email me and I'll send you some titles of resources okay. that you can give to him, okay? Okay. All right. Bye, Mary. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Uh anyone looking for resources on um anyone lo- looking for resources on depression? Um, encouragement along that way, email me. You can email me at ed at edtaylor.org. has to be .org. ed at edtaylor.org. And would love to uh, send you some links. You can download them on Amazon uh, directly. Um, we also have a modified bookstore. We're building, I found out yesterday, we're building the rest of our shelves. So we'll have a good... 100 or so, 200 more pieces of books soon in our bookstore. But what we have now uh, includes the books that I recommend. Uh, And our bookstore is open uh, before and after services, uh, Saturday night, Sunday, and Wednesday. Uh, We'd love to make those things available to you. So 303-690-3000 is the number. Let's see. We have line two is Lisa from Fort Collins, Colorado. Lisa, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor Ed. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I have a question about Ishmael. Um, I've been listening to, of course, I'm always listening to Grace FM. And um, we were studying um, Ishmael this morning, and I was just a little uh, confused as to how come he was never mentioned any longer once he was he and Hagar were exiled by Sarah and Abraham. Um, that they went out. Did, are they the? Um, is he the father of the um, Arabs and the, the the Muslim countries? Well, the last mention of Ishmael is in Genesis twenty-five. Right. But we also we read later Ishmael's name coming up in relation to his descendants. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Esau marries a descendant of Ishmael um, in Genesis twenty six and thirty six. Uh, the Ishmaelites are mentioned in Genesis thirty seven. Remember, Joseph's brothers were sold to Ishmaelite traders uh, as um, as a who took him to Egypt and sold him as a slave. And much of Islam does attribute. Um, Ishmael as a patriarch of them, oh, and okay. many Arabs do do tie their bloodline directly to Ishmael, but it's probably not entirely accurate to say that he's the father of Islam or he's the father of the Arab countries, um, but his bloodline is going to be connected to many of them, uh, and Islam you know, didn't, wasn't created so many hundreds or thousands of years later, but he certainly right. he, he is certainly... Um, the progenitor of of the Arab of many Arab races, yes. Okay, yeah, I, that's what I thought. That's what I gathered as far as uh, the study that I was doing. And one yes. other question, uh, Pastor: okay. Is there a Calvary Chapel in Fort Collins? 
There is a Calvary Chapel in Fort Collins. A uh, good friend of mine, Dave Pierce, has been up there for 22 years, I think. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. So let me let me get his info for you. Okay, that'd uh, His be name wonderful. is Dave Pierce, and let's see where they're meeting. Uh, I Googled it, is, it. It said Timberline, uh, but the address didn't make it. My, I'm new to the area. I'm a transplant okay. originally from Durango, but um, oh, I, the, the, thank you. The, the address just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Okay, well, the website that they have is calvaryfortcollins.com. Mm-hmm. And we would, we are definitely, the Calvary Chapel is a distinct church from Timberline, so we're not connected to Timberline. Yeah, that's uh, where and, I've been attending is Timberline, yeah. And so they are, they are meeting at um, another, they're renting another church. It's called Life Church, and it's on 1501 Academy Court. Academy Court. Wonderful. So, Wonderful. Thank you so much. You uh, gave me some enlightenment. Thank you, and right God on. bless you. Okay. You're welcome. Talk to you later. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Right, All right. So, all right. A shout out to uh, those up in Fort Collins. Be sure to invite to uh, visit my friend, Pastor Dave. Uh, it's been a few years since I've been up there teaching, but man, what a great work God is doing through Dave and Angel uh, and our fellowship family up in Fort Collins. 303-690-3000. Down to Colorado Springs is next. James on line three. Welcome to the program. Hi, Ed. This is James. Um, hey, James. Uh, I was just wanting to make a, a comment and then a prayer request and a praise. Okay. Um, about the service member's grandmother that called. Um, yes. I'm, in a, I'm, a mil- I'm a soldier, too. Um, okay. And I just had a suggestion for counseling support for her. Okay. For him. Uh, it's called Military Life uh, Family Counselor Service, the MPLAC. They're embedded in... Uh, the Army Community Service Center. Okay. And in units. Can you, uh, yeah. can you say it one more time for people to hear it? Uh, military Family Life Consultant. Okay. And otherwise, in like Army, you know, MFLAC, and you turn yes. acronyms into a word. Um, and, and for anyone there, listening, um, the website for them is militaryonesource.mil. All right, what's up? Um, and then there's uh, a prayer request for my, my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> just okay. went through a breakup, but I just want um, just her to be keep on the path uh, with God and, and uh, being closer to God and understanding what, what God wants for her. Okay. Um, and Did you... Did you want to pray, or you want me to pray? Um, um, you can pray. <laughs> okay. Father, we just lift up this young lady, this um, ex-girlfriend of James, uh, her need to abide in you, her need to sum- submit to you, Lord, that her, her walk uh, would be something that's close, kind of like Enoch. It says in the Bible that Enoch walked with God. There was a closeness and intimacy in his life, and I pray that for her and for James, that he would take any of his cares and concerns and his hurts and his pains to you, Lord. You're the lifter of his spirits. You're the God who cares and who loves, and you are ready to do for James what he's unable to do for himself. 
And so encourage both of them, God, as they seek you and follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And then just a, a phrase. Um, you okay. So I do love her, but she wasn't ready for the reason for the breakup. And uh, just I ended up with a peace afterwards. And um, it was an adult conversation. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to thank God for giving me the words and and the peace afterwards. Um, I just never had that before with a breakup. Yeah, the breakups are hard, but, but it's very good to know that God is with you and ready to give you that peace for whatever's next in your life. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. A little different. <laughs> a little different indeed, but I think your testimony is going to be encouraging to other people listening in. All right. Thanks, um, James. Mm-hmm. God bless have, you, brother. Uh, and you too. Have a good evening. Thank you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. All right. We're staying in Colorado Springs. Connie's on line one. Connie, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor Ed. I just You're welcome. want to let you know, I, I listen to you every day. Oh, and wonderful. You really encourage me every day. Oh. And oh, I just want to say thank that. you. You're and, welcome. Um, I just need prayer for my, I'm sorry, my, my sons are homosexual, my daughter's a lesbian, and okay. they, I need prayer that God would bring them to the end of itself, and that they would reach out to God and live for Him the rest of their lives. Um, I'm just still devastated by this. This has, like, been years, but I'm still devastated by the fact that they they are living that lifestyle, and um, they don't want me to pray for them because they they must kind of know that prayer is powerful. Right. But I pray for them every day. And um Well that's good. I uh um, they don't my daughter doesn't want to have nothing to do with me. And um my yeah. son's getting there too, but uh he's getting my son is getting married in June of next year to his significant other. But I'm praying that the Lord doesn't allow this wedding to happen. And that um I did get that book Holy Sexuality in oh, the good. gospel. And I'm thinking about sending that to him. What do you think about that? I have well, I have read it, but I don't know if I should I, send it to Big Mama. I think that you should do what you believe the Lord is telling you to do and not look back. Now, it's going to be difficult because in part of you, it might be an emotional decision. Uh, and so you're you're going to want to make sure that the Lord is leading you in this. But before you send it to him, have you read the book that he, that Christopher and his mom wrote together? Uh, no, I haven't read that one. I just read the other one. Okay, I've well, this Holy one... This, so before you send anything, read this book. Okay. Um, it's it's called Out of a Far Country. Yes, I need to get that And one. it's uh-huh. it's by Christopher and his mom, and it's their testimony. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's really the testimony of a praying mom. Yes. And what you what you'll gain from that is a great, powerful testimony that will encourage your soul. Yes, I need to get that one too. 
Um, it will speak I, right to your heart. Yeah, I bet. This one, this one spoke right to my heart, too. And um, I already told my son that I'm not attending the wedding. Okay. Because I can't celebrate that. Correct. Um, and I thought he was going to disown me, but he hasn't yet. So the Lord's still uh, allowing him to uh, talk to me and be part of my life, even though... You know, he doesn't live here. He lives in New Hampshire, and my my daughter lives here. But um, I just uh, pray that they would get, get saved. Father, I pray, God, that you'd be with my sister that is desperately praying for her children, that you would encourage her, Lord, as... She needs not just daily encouragement, not just weekly or monthly, but moment by moment to sense your presence. I pray for her kids <clears throat> in the lifestyles that they've chosen to live in uh, and the decisions that they're making, God. Um, I'm sure that there are a lot of emotions and a lot of thoughts flowing through their lives, uh, but their unwillingness to submit to the gospel is breaking their mom's heart. And so we pray for them, pray that they would come to their senses, that they would open their eyes to the reality of their behavior, that they would measure their life by what you say in your word, God. Um, and I know that even some are listening in right now that are living in the homosexual lifestyle and might be painfully offended at this prayer, but I pray for them, Lord, that they would take the offense or the pain and, and reevaluate their life in light of how you created them and that you would reveal your love for them and the order of life that you created because we owe you our life, God. We're, we're not products of evolution or we're not products of, of um, you know, this random chance over time, but rather we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I pray for these, uh, the, both, of this, both, of, both of Connie's kids, God, fearfully and wonderfully made, that they might come to their senses and recognize their distance from you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I, I'm so blessed. I... Okay. Thank you, Connie. Thank you for everything you do. You're welcome. Okay, bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Taking your calls and your questions. Uh, you know, I I um, I did a couple... Well, I lead, at least I did one Bible study on this topic, and it was it, it, it's tackling the Bible issues that often come up with the topic of homosexuality and lesbianism, which is really the foundation on everything else. So the LBGTQXYZ letters that are being used today, the foundation really is the sexuality of the God and his creation in our life. And I deal with what the Bible has to say about our identities, especially when it comes to lesbianism and homosexuality. And I taught a Bible study on it. It's on our, uh, the best place to, to get our studies right now are on our app. They're best indexed on our app. And the search uh, function is far more robust on our app than it is on, on our current website because we still need a new website. Uh, it's been languishing for a while now. Uh, so we're using the app. Uh, and just put in the, put in the word homosexual uh, is uh, there and that study will come up. Also, uh, we had Christopher Yuan at the church. And if you put in Y-U-A-N 
uh, in the search bar. Christopher's study will come up. And then finally, uh, I have a podcast that I do. It's it's in between seasons right now, but I'm starting to write down what the next season is going to look like, praying through it. Uh, I also interviewed Christopher for my podcast. Um, that's all available on our app, and I strongly suggest it's the one-stop shop for information. And uh, the, the you or you can and and you can subscribe to the podcast as many people have. It's Lead to Serve. L E A D. The number two serve uh, again. If you put in Ed Taylor, it's there too. But we're coming up on the break. We'll be back in just a minute. This is Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. And uh, hang on. We'll be back in a minute or so. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of today's program. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm your host today. I have the privilege of hosting Wednesdays and Thursdays uh, alongside of my friends and teammates, Nick Cady and Jeff Figs. And a host of uh, guests that come in to fill in while we're traveling or while we're away. Just got back myself from a couple of conferences. I have the privilege of being invited to teach at conferences and churches around the around the country, around the world. And I just got back from Houston, Texas, which is not around the world, but a good thousand miles or so from here. Uh, I think I don't remember. It was kind of a longer flight. Uh, and I taught at the Calvary Chapel in Houston with my good friend Ron Hint and his wife Yanni. Uh, we taught at the regional Texas-Oklahoma Pastors Conference, and uh, I had a great time uh, meeting a lot of new friends. Just, you know, the more I travel, the more people I meet in, in different contexts, different churches, the more we share in common. And you just immediately have, you immediately have, you know, fellowship and friendship uh, right out of the gate with those in Christ. And then from Houston, I flew over to Southern California and I was at the worship conference, Calvary Chapel worship conference, uh, and taught, I I love being at worship conferences. I'm not a worship leader. I'm not a musician, songwriter, nothing, but I appreciate this gift in the church. And so to be around worship leaders and creatives, and uh, it was, it was a fantastic experience. Again, made a lot of new friends from around the country, even around the world. And served with my good friend Scott Cunningham. You might have heard some of the songs that he's written. I also served alongside Pat Barrett, uh, who's written a lot of songs that we sing in our churches, including uh, Good Good Father. Uh, he wrote that song. Chris Tomlin uh, made it um, made it very popular, but Pat Barrett actually wrote it along with a friend of his. And then uh, another song that's very common that Pat Barrett wrote is I Will Build My Life. Um, and he's associated with the, the worship ministry, House Fires, uh, and just a, a gifted, gifted man of God, and got to serve alongside of him, and um, really good. Um, praise the Lord for his faithfulness, and his love, and his mercy, and his grace. So we're back, and this is live, so give me a call, 303-690-3000. 
over to Arvada, Colorado. Robin, welcome to the program. Yeah. You're on um, the air, Robin. Yeah, I I just listened to, I was driving home, and I just heard the woman uh, in tears because yes. of her son and her daughter. Yes. And I can truly relate. My grandson is a homosexual, and he is engaged to a man almost twice his age. Oh, no. But when he first came out, he was what I would call flaming gay, and it was yes. really, really tough. And, um, man, I mean, I told him he had to give me some time to absorb it and work through it. And I went to God in prayer, and after several years, God, Jesus just said, you know what, just love him to me and I will change his heart. Mm. And I've learned that um, just showing the love of Christ first and foremost, don't tell them what they're doing wrong, they already know. Um, but just showing the love that Christ has for them, the concern and the, the care. He knows how I feel. I'm very strong. Sure. Uh, I don't compromise. My husband and I run a little church in Denver, and... You know, we love gays. They, they're welcome to come in, but they all know, don't ask to get married here because we won't compromise. But in and through that surrendering what I thought was to be right, God has brought a lot of gay people into my life to pray with, to walk with. I haven't seen anybody convert yet, but I know that I'm doing better and I'm not struggling because Christ, I know, will handle it, and I'm standing firm on that promise. And I just wanted well, to encourage her. Thanks for your encouragement. Yeah, I just wanted to encourage her. So great. Thanks for calling. You're welcome, and I love your show, and you're an awesome pastor to listen to. You give me a lot of encouragement. Thank you very so much. Thank you so much. Take care. You're bye-bye. welcome. All right. Bye bye. I agree with our sister. You know, love is a powerful, moving, motivating. Uh, emotion and action and obedience uh, and uh, the reality of our dialogue and discussion is is very important with those that are living in sin um, any sin any open uh, unconfessed unrepentant sin we often speak to the sin instead of speaking to the person and and then when we when we speak to the reality of a situation, we speak to the person of Christ. So we're connecting a person to the person of Christ, his life, his death, and his resurrection. Good stuff. All right, we're heading all the way out to New Jersey. This time on line two is Karen. Karen, welcome to the program. Yes, um, hi. I'm, I'm glad I've never turned you in before, but are you also on TV? Because I've seen someone. Uh, we are not like... on TV. No, oh, but this is a great show, and I can relate also to the um, caller just now, too. There's someone in my family, uh, my um, husband's um, niece through marriage, well, his, yeah, his brother's daughter, so his niece through marriage, um, that uh, is openly dating a girl and was previously engaged, and uh, I wanted to say something to the brother, but without being offensive or, like, seem like I'm judging, 
but I've done um, grievous sins myself, so I don't want to seem like I'm judging. And I felt like um, when I came to the altar and asked uh, my repentance of things that weighed me down for like six years, and I just couldn't, uh, until I confessed to God about it, then I, I felt so much healing. And um, I just wanted to say to her, but I feel like I don't know her even that well. I'm only, I've been married to him for a while, like eight years, ten years actually we were married. But I don't really see her. Like, she's busy working, and I've only seen her, like, at holidays and things. But I feel like the father and the mother, they're in a Christian church, and they're doing really well going to Bible studies and stuff, so they know, everyone knows, like, that's not headed to a good thing where she's headed, but um, he's openly, I think, allowing her and her friend to live under his roof. And I think what I wanted to say to him in a kind way was that um, if, um, if like with me, my, my mom, also another thing I did was alcohol in my youth, which led me to a lot of other hey, issues with hey, boyfriends. Karen. I'm sorry. Hey, Karen, can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, one of the, one of the things about the show is is that when you're listening to it in New Jersey— what you're listening to today actually actually was last week's phone call. Right, I did so, hear that. I'm sorry, it was taped. I heard that, but I was wondering so if I could I don't know mention if, what happened in the um, you, previous show as I related to two of the issues. So it's probably best just to go ahead and share what was on your heart, and then ask your question. That way, if anyone was listening, okay. they can connect it. Okay. Well, the main thing on my heart. Well, there's two. Well, now the thing about the gay relationship. That's one thing, but um. The first thing was, um, the main thing was about the forgiveness, because my aunt became the guardian or power of attorney over my mom's medical choices. So what was, so before we get into all that, because we don't have a lot of time, um, uh, what was the forgiveness? Can you? The forgiveness you, I, thing was I held this against my aunt and, uh, and all yes. the way up until now, and then I'm in a church uh-huh. now for like a oh, month. Good. And so um, I mean, I've been in and out of church, and I was raised in church as a child, and my dad died. But mm-hmm. um, I held this grudge. I mean, my aunt, she kept my mom alive pretty much to suffer longer. My mom was on NPO, okay, could not eat or drink, and she couldn't drink okay. water. So, and, so um, you chose to forgive in a very difficult situation? Well, I mean, this is my mom is passed. I mean, my mom died in um, 04, mm-hmm. and this Super is 19. Difficult. And I mm-hmm. haven't spoken to her. There was a money issue with a will, and that didn't settle till 13. But the thing was that even though she seemed to be uh, anything I did in my life earlier, there was times where she did things against me in a legal fight once when a cop hurt my arm and called the cops so Karen, against me. I'm hey sorry. Karen, help, I'm going to help you out on the show a little bit because it sounds like you've had a, quite a few challenging things happen in your life. And, and it's, I'm really, really grateful that you found yourself in a church worshiping God and now through the blood of Jesus Christ, it sounds like to me what you're describing is through every time a memory comes up or every time a difficulty comes up and you remember it and it's painful, you choose to forgive and you choose to move forward worshiping God. And that's a great thing. I think it's good for people to hear that. How about we jump right to your question? What's your question? Finish my one thing about the letter. I did this Christmas. I wrote her a card with a lengthy letter, not going into any details about my mom's medical care that my mom did, and in heaven, I hopefully, because my mom was saved. So I just dealt with the fact that I don't want ill feelings in a family, and okay. and and things like that. I I just stuck the letter okay. to the point that 
you know, she's up in years now, too, and I don't even know her if she's even, you know, really, I haven't yeah. spoken to her for six years, so I don't know where, where if she's yeah. sick or okay, ill or Okay, so we're going to jump right to your question. So jump right to your question. Well, my question about the Pentecostal church was about the clothing. About um, Okay, what about it? If God says don't don't worry about what you wear and what you wear and eat and drink and things, then the the thing about holiness, it's important to strip us of makeup because that's like what the Pharisees did and things, and the jewelry and and the women should wear uh, women clothing because that's actually he did show us a scripture where it says women should not wear clothing of a man and a man should wear garments of a woman. So because of holiness. Is that why the Pentecostal church or churches like like that they stress that you should wear the garb of your of your sex like dresses and not wear any pants or jeans or anything like that because it's a holiness that, issue. That's exactly why they they stress it. It's their own personal legalistic view of the scriptures uh, because you're right. The the limitation that's placed in the new covenant that were that's taught a couple times in the New Testament is modesty. Uh, modesty and even some even it's easy for us to uh, describe modestly different um, because some people say modest is this and modest is that but there is no prohibition against wearing uh, pants for a lady there's no prohibition of wearing makeup or jewelry the prohibition that God gives and he gives the good news is is that he gives it from the inside out that the prohibition is something that's immodest. And we want to be careful of immodesty. We want to be careful not to dress in such a way, male or female, that would tempt a brother or sister uh, and and be very mindful of that. And on our end, when someone's dressing, we need to be very careful not to be hyper-condemning, hyper-judgmental uh, when it comes. But, the, but it sounds like you have found yourself in a um, in a church that is legalistic. Um, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, it says, In like manner, women should adorn themselves in modest apparel, propriety, and moderation. And then he limits it, he says, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly clothing. And the context that he's writing here is in light of the pagan uh, women and also some women in prostitution that would wear these clo- this clothing to draw attention to themselves for sexual sin. And the prohibition about dressing uh, in a, a man's clothing or a woman's clothing, the prohibition is not the clothing itself, but the prohibition is in dressing and pretending to be a man when you're a woman and dressing and pretending to be a woman when you're a man. Uh, so I appreciate your call from New Jersey. Uh, we love you guys on Hope FM. Uh, we're so grateful uh, to be in partnership with you, to serve you, uh, and uh, appreciate your call. I hope you listen and call back soon. All right, we're going to go over to Pam. Pam is uh, on the Eastern Plains. Pam, welcome to the program. Hi. Um, Hi, Pam. Any prayer for being sick? Um, and it makes me trap in my house. And that just makes me go crazy. I just, the isolation of it. <laughs> Father, I pray for my sister Pam as she is reaching out via technology, feeling trapped in her own home because of uh, 
the disease that's in her body. Um, I, I think even, I'm, I'm reminded actually even last night as our church were praying for the shut-ins and for those that are unable to get out because of their health conditions or the condition of their body. And I, I see now Pam would be one of those people we were praying for last night. Father, I pray that you would encourage her and help her to grow in your grace and knowledge uh, moment by moment. It's, it's, it's impossible. But I'm also thankful for the people that have reached out to Pam and ministered to her, that have encouraged her and helped her along the way. I, I pray that you would continue to be an encouragement and a comfort to her, uh, that it's, it's, it's an impossibility. But Lord, my faith is not limited by impossibilities. I want to trust you uh, for the work you want to accomplish in our sister's life. You, you say that you are blessed. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, that you're the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, and that you comfort us in all our tribulation so that we might be able to comfort those who are in any trouble, any trouble. And I just think of that with this serious disease that Pam has, a, a Lyme disease, I think, that has debilitated her and isolated her and hurt her. But I thank God, I'm thankful to you, Lord, for technology that have opened the way where many generations before didn't have that privilege to be on the phone, to be on the internet, to be on the computer, to email, to text. And I know it's not all that she wants, Lord, but I'm grateful that you're giving her some that she wants, that you might comfort her in her suffering. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Pam. 303-690-3000 is the number. A text has come in. Uh, says, my name is Derek. Whatever happened to Joseph, Mary's husband? Uh, the Bible is silent on what happened to him. We don't know what happened to him. Um, tradition tells us that he died sometime before uh, Jesus started his public ministry, but the Bible is silent, so we don't know exactly what happened to him. Here's another text question. Is the Enneagram something Christians should stay away from, from given its roots? The Enneagram is not something I uh, encourage, not something that I uh, approve of. If you're looking for your identity and you're looking for uh, who you are, it's best to find that identity in Christ. Uh, It's best to find your identity in who God says you are more than what number you might be on the Enneagram. Uh, I haven't done a tremendous amount of research on this. Uh, Neither have I tested it or tried it in my own life. Um, uh, on the other side of that comment, though, I have to say that there are definitely characteristics uh, and personality traits in our lives that make us distinct. Uh, and so I know that I know that understanding our personality helps us. Uh, however, I believe leaning on our personality uh, and 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 being satisfied with our personality, is also something that God would not have us uh, to have. And what I mean by satisfied, I don't mean content. Um, contentment is a good thing, but we should always be open that our personality be conformed and refined, re- I should say refined and conformed into the image of Christ. Uh, and so, no, I don't support um, uh, the Enneagram. We don't use it. We don't have it. Um, and I really want to point people to the Lord, not necessarily to what some psychologists created to help people achieve uh, a path, um, I quote, a path of liberation or self-actualization. Um, uh, I'm looking at 
there are a variety of modern theories around, regarding the Enneagram. The current Enneagram of personality comes from Claudio Naranjo's expansion of Echazo's work and later expansions by Don Rizzo and Russ Hudson. The idea of nine personality types is based on the concept of nine divine forms um, written by Plato. The seven deadly sins of Kabbalah tra traditions. And Ikazo was influenced by many religious and philosophical traditions, including mystical Judaism, which is Kabbalah, Christianity, Buddhism, Islam, and Taoism, and Greek philosophies. Thus, the Enneagram of Personality is a synthesis of many different ideas. Um, so, again, I don't like encouraging things that aren't rooted in the scriptures, but I also recognize that we are able... Uh, for many times, you can chew the meat and spit out the bones because truth can be held uh, in anywhere. Remember, even uh, Paul quoted a modern-day unbelieving poet that was inspired in the scriptures because truth can be in anyone's lips. But I, I would, before I even go down the Enneagram route, I would really study who, what my identity is in Christ. That's where I think most of our time needs to be spent. Who does God say I am? And by faith, do I act? Do I bring actualization? Really, I I I I harness the truths that God has already spoken over my life. So there you are. Line two is Denver. Excuse me, Michael calling from Denver. Michael, welcome to the program. God bless. God bless you, Pastor Ed. How are you, sir? Good. Uh, Pastor, I need prayer. Um, I won't go into all the reasons, but for the most part, I'm 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 going to I'm going to take a make a move here, and when I get my next my new disability check in December, to get out of, of Colorado and head down to the southwest to the El Paso region of Texas. Uh, it, a couple of reasons is the weather. I can't deal with this cold weather anymore. And the, and the snow and stuff up here because of my age and, and just, you know, and uh, the cost of living up here is so outrageous. I live in my in my van with my dog, and, I mean, it's, it's I can't, you know. Plus, the issues going on up here in, in, in Denver and the county and, and, and the counties and stuff with the homeless people, with homeless population. And, okay. I, and I, I really can't, um, I don't trust my own. I don't trust my own uh, train train of thoughts, trains of thought, what you want to call them. Um, I making this decision. I'm, I'm I want to I want to I want to be I want to be doing the right thing. I know God, God in God's will. He's got His perfect will, and I know God also has permissive will um, that you know He deals with us at times in our lives. And I'm a born again Christian. I love God dearly. And he's working out the the bugs in my Christian walk, but I need prayer that I'm doing the right thing, uh, and that you know that God will just be with me in this decision making process. And I mean, if I'm do, if if I'm if God does not want me to go down there, absolutely does not want me to go down there to do this. I really want to know before the end of the month, uh, so I don't make a a, a real stupid play. Uh, okay. Well, let's pray. Father, I pray for my friend Michael as he's making these life decisions. Um, I know that he wants to honor you. He wants to obey you. He wants to be in a position where he can best thrive in his relationship with you. So I pray that you would give him wisdom 
and bring him to the place of decision and then fill him with faith that he might then um, to make the decision and trust you along the way. So bless him, Lord, encourage him. I know he encourages many that his life and his commitment to you has brought a lot of joy and encouragement to people's lives. And so I, I pray that over his life today. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm looking forward to, when I go down there, I'm looking forward to, looking forward to, to, con- to connecting with one of the Calvary Chapel churches down there. I call the uh, Calvary Chapel uh, El Paso yes. down there. And I yep. talked to, I think, a lady named Marie. And it, it just it sounds like, I mean, it, it sounds, it's, it's, and she said that the, all the Calvary Chapel churches down there are, are just like I hear up here, uh, God-honoring, God-fearing, God, God, God's Word being preached. And so, you know, that will be one of the first things I do is making contact with the Calvary Chapel Church down you there. Would la- uh, you would land well. I, I think the brother, uh, the brother that is uh, Calvary Chapel El Paso is... Uh, Charlie, but Char- yeah, Charlie, and then also my friend has started a church in El Paso. Um, his name is um, oh my gosh! Uh, but if you land in El Paso, you're going to do very well. His name is Angel. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I, I believe so because I go to a good church up here, uh, an Anglican church called Rizo, Rizo okay. Church. All right, uh, it's a very godly church. And I have a good, I have a very, very loving uh, church family there. Yes. Um, and they'll be praying for me on Sunday okay. uh, for my for my journey, a, for God's hand to be upon myself and my vehicle and my dog, and for you know they'll be praying for me on Sunday too. But yeah, I just, I just, I just don't trust my own, my own, my own thoughts at times and decision making processes. I mean, I, well, I, I can make help you. Let me help you. Let me help you with that because what you're deciding is not sin. So you believe it's from the Lord, and it's not sin. And God's opening those doors, and He's closing some doors behind you. you that's the right pathway to make a decision. So just do it, and we'll see what the Lord has for you in El Paso. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for sure. Warmer temperatures and and very little. Oh, you'll snow. get warmer temperatures, all right. Oh man, will you get warmer temperatures? <laughs> um, I'll be looking. I'll be looking forward to that, and 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 going, getting into a Calvary Chapel church. You you will be blessed. Hey, let me give you another option. And when you're in El Paso, um, it's my brother Angel. He pastors a brand new church. He just planted it a couple years ago called Fresh Vision Church, and it's a Calvary it, Chapel. It just doesn't have the name. Well, I'm looking to I'm looking to change up things in my life and maybe get involved in right uh, do, doing something better in my life. Help maybe working with some kind of organizations or something. I mean, it's going to be living out of my vehicle down there for a while, probably, unless I God opens up the doors for me to go uh, get into a a different situation. But you know, it's it's better than Denver. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you, Michael, and I know you'll take the app with you when you travel, and you'll be listening to us down there. So look forward to connecting with you once you land in El Paso. All right. Well, God bless you, Ed. Okay, brother. Bye-bye. All right. We're coming up on the end of today's program, and uh, very grateful for the time that we've been able to spend together. Uh, This weekend, we're back in the book of Hebrews. The topic here at Calvary Church 
is, and by the way, one of the distinctives that that mark a Calvary Chapel style ministry is verse by verse teaching of the Bible. What we call, well, we didn't create it, but um, we call it expository teaching. Uh, very important uh, that we teach the Bible the way it was given by God to man, book by book, and, you know, really word for word uh, in its order, in its context. We call that expository teaching. So we're we're studying through the book of Hebrews. Um, we started in chapter 1, verse 1. We've made our way to chapter 11, verse 1. So that means we've studied everything in between. Uh, let me see how many studies it's taken us. I don't do things, I don't do it incredibly fast, as my some of my friends do, but we are 50, uh, 51 studies so far to get us there. And yeah, you say, well, Ed, that takes you about a year. Actually, it's taken us a little bit longer because of my travel schedule. So we started in January 2018, and uh, we're here we are almost January 2020. But you go through and see the details that we pause. You know, we pause and look at the tabernacle. We pause and look at angels. Uh, we're going to pause and look at faith. We're going to pause and look at the family and marriage and children. It's, man, I love the Bible. I love, I, I love what I get to do. I love teaching and studying and pastoring and grateful um, that God brought us out here. You know, Calvary Church is 20 years old this year. Um, unbelievable. But we give God the glory. We're having a big party in December to celebrate our 20 years. We'll give you more info when we get there closer to it. Uh, but we're going to uh, we're gonna head out today. Uh, services this weekend, Saturday nights at 6. Uh, Sunday morning, 845, 1045. Go to our website, calvaryco.church. Calvaryco.church. Uh, that's Calvary Aurora. You can just Google it if you forget the website, Calvary Aurora at Taylor. God bless you guys. Thanks for the privilege of being in your life. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.